Welcome to One Guest. I'm Edgar B. Herwick III. With me today is the head of the Comparative Media Studies program at MIT, Professor Henry Jenkins. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. So you do a number of things in the Comparative Media Studies program, and one of the areas that you focus in on is gaming. How did you get involved in this? Well, I was a first-generation gamer. I played Pong when it first came out. I played some early Atari games, and for a period of time, I wasn't paying any attention. Yeah. My son turned six. He wanted a Nintendo system for Christmas. We plugged it in on uh, Christmas morning, and I saw Super Mario Brothers for the yeah. first time. And I was absolutely riveted, fascinated. Interesting. But the idea that we could have gone from Donkey Kong to Super Mario Brothers in just five, six years' time showed the rapid growth of this medium. And I said, if this medium can change this dramatically, what's going to be 10 years? What's going to be 20 years? So now I'm 20 years into a process of studying games, and it surprises me every, every moment. So when you're looking into this medium, are you looking into sort of the technical aspects of these games and how they've changed, like the graphics are better, or is it something more than that? Games are an emerging art form. They yeah. may be the most significant new art form of the 21st century. There's enormous creative energy being poured into games, both on the side of games makers and on the side of game players, who are beginning to take the medium in their own hands and beginning to rework games, using it as a platform to create animation, using it as a designing their own games. So that the, I'm interested in this as a mode of human expression. There seems to be still sort of a stigma around gaming, right? It's a waste of time. It's something you know that geeks or nerds do. Um, what's your experience with that? I mean, I, th I think it's an enormously challenging, creative, inventive medium. I think it pushes the mind constantly. I think that kids who are involved with games are acquiring cognitive skills, social skills. Uh, they're asking questions. They're learning new things. Most basic level, uh, the act of playing a game is much like the process of scientific method. That is, you start with an hypothesis. What is this world like? What is its properties? What do I do in this game space? You test those assumptions against playing the game. You take an action. The action works. It doesn't work. You die. You start over. Right. You explore this level. You're gradually refining your understanding of this world. You have one side which, you know, violence in video games is bad. But video games also have potential. What we see in the question of violence is it's a, it's a powerful medium for thinking about ethics. It's a world where you make choices and play out your consequences. Right. So to be able to get kids to think long-term about the consequences of their choices, there's no better medium than video games. I think as an educational form, it's enormously important. Most parents would tell you kids would go to bed early when they get frustrated with their homework problems and stay up late when they're frustrated by a video game. They'll stay up to beat it. So if we can embed the content of education into the form of the video game, then we're in a situation where we have a deeply motivating medium that, that pushes kids to very advanced levels of thought and helps them solve problems, work with visualizations and simulations, you know, so network socially with other players, learn how to use tools to create. The potential of video games for education are enormous. Who knows where the future's going, but uh, there's one man here who's helping to shape it. Thanks so much for being with us today on One Guest. We'll see you next time.